Welcome back, everybody, to Quid Pro Quo, the musical podcast where I introduce my friends and loved ones to progressive rock music, and they, in turn, get me to listen to whatever they want. And this is a special edition. Not only is it a Thursday one, which you know is a very uh, special edition, because uh, this is when I upload all my special recordings, uh, but also, you can also find this one on YouTube, which I'm doing right now. So not only am I recording the audio for my podcast, but I'm also recording the visuals for the YouTube. Uh, you can find this on YouTube at Quid Pro, Quid Pro Quo. Uh, I've decided to upload some of those because not only does my application that I use to record the audio for all of my uh, items record the video as well. So figured, hey, I've got the uh, the item, might as well upload it to YouTube. So a little bit of a double dip in that sense. Uh, and today we are very excited to have back on the show's favorite of Stephanie, one of my favorite people, my best friend. Uh, she has been on this uh, podcast now three times. This is her first, fourth appearance. And we went into this with a very special idea of doing a masterpiece. So she chose an album that she believes is an all-time masterpiece, as well as myself, and we're going to talk about them. We're going to have each other listen to them and enjoy and get back into it. So I will see you lovely people uh, at the break where both Stephanie and I will kind of go into our own music silos. And uh, yeah, I will catch you all at the break. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's podcast. All right. Do we want to get into this this episode? Let's get into this episode. Okay. So this is a special one. Uh, this is uh, a masterpiece. That, that's why you're here, of course. <laughs> yes. This is um, what uh, I'm workshopping, like masterpiece corner or something like that. Mm. On this. Yeah. Because so, I guess you can't really take masterpiece theater because that's kind of a thing. <laughs> I mean, I used it for my my YouTube channel, but uh. Uh, and I don't want to like steal my own IP. So that's why, because, you know, it was me all along. You know? Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you haven't seen WandaVision, have you? I've no, totally watched it. Oh, you totally have? It. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. see, I, like. Because I know you, like, were, you were waiting until the yeah, I was last be episode. Like, same with like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Give me nine weeks and then I'll catch up. <laughs> and then like an afternoon. Vroom. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, I want to watch it all. all so right. that's what I did with WandaVision. Okay, so I so, have seen it. Okay. So then it was just like, it was Michael all along. Yeah. <laughs> that was it was me all along. What yeah. A twist. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, okay. Well, I'm happy to have you back on. It's always a good time to glad to be back. Talk music. And um, yeah, we're talking about masterpieces this time, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, yeah. So I think it's only fair because I always introduce mine first to have you introduce yours um and what you know about it okay so i am hmm. not a type of person like when you ask me to be on this you're like we're gonna do about like masterpieces and like work of arts or classics or whatever and i'm like i don't classify music <laughs> like that to what me it's just like no it's just like good album i would never like classify anything as like a masterpiece oh, and, yet, and yet once you mention masterpiece the only album the 
only album that popped into my head was Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Because I'm like, that is like, like, (laughs) it is, it is. It is yeah. a good. It is a good album, and I'm like, right. it, I can understand why people call this like a classic, a classic or a or masterpiece. masterpiece. Right. Yeah, because it is just that good, and I the was... whole story behind it. So, um, yeah, tell me a little bit about this story because okay. I I know a little bit. Like, I yeah, know it was, was all about like the the members in the band, yeah. but like. So, yeah, because I was gonna be like, "What yeah. do you know about like rumors?" Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna shock some people in that I've never actually sat down and listened to mm. rumors. Like mm. I know I've heard tracks from it. Like I saw the Glee episode. Yeah, I was so. gonna be like, "Have you seen the Glee episode?" You've I've heard, seen the Glee. You've episode. heard about like half of these. Songs. Yeah, um, and I know I do thoroughly enjoy the song "The Chain," uh, which I believe comes from that album. Yeah, um, but that's the extent like I've never as I mentioned sat down to listen to it uh and I know that there was like band member turmoil and inner fighting Mm -hmm. but I don't know to like what extent I oh I almost want you to listen to it without knowing about like like the whole controversy thing but let's just put it this way okay um everybody was having a shit relationship when this album happened because um five members right five members at this point of history it's changed over time but you had stevie nicks lindsey buckingham uh mick fleetwood and the other two and the rest <laughs> the other two and the i think rest. i i think oh i don't know who I, like i know their names i think one's christina christine and i think the other one's like john whatever right, right. good old john Good old John. So um, Christine and John were married mm-hmm. and recording this, they were going through a divorce. Okay. With and each then other? You, with each other. Yeah. Cause they were I married. I knew that. Okay. Okay. They were I married. knew that. I knew that two people were married in this band and then they did not. Yeah. So, so Christine and John divorced Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham had been on like a relation had been in a relationship for like eight, 10 years. And around this time they were breaking up. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so two couples are a horrible relationship activity right now. Oof. Um, and then you got Nick Fleetwood, who's obviously did not have a band member that he was married to, right. but he was also going through a divorce outside of the band nice and then i don't know if it was during this album but around this time him Mm. and stevie nicks ended up having an affair oh yes while while stevie nicks was going through a breakup with a breakup with yeah with Lindsay buckingham so this whole album is just how can you make like a working situation the most awkward personal situation you could possibly think of and i think this is what encompasses this album but hmm. damn did it make a lot of great music huh, okay like it okay. made great music like as if okay. like as if their anger at each other was like we're gonna make this the best song and the right. best album. of course <laughs> versus like yeah it, like they kind of like imploded more Ooh. like than anything but oh, baby. amazing album messed up history about this whole thing Oh, a lot of cocaine use too. Well, of course. This, what, this was <laughs> I mean, the late seventies. <laughs> so, I mean, 
the the exception to the rule is that yeah. you aren't on cocaine. Yes, it's crazy if you're like, oh, you're a teetotaler. What's <laughs> yeah? What's in the seventies? You're not a hippie. Yeah. 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 Which only carried through into the eighties. But um, yeah, this whole this whole album, it's as I said, the the whole breakup thing is very key to pretty much all of these songs. All the songs. So okay. Yeah, so that's that's cool. rumors by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, do you want to know my masterpiece? Uh, do, yeah. I, um, <laughs> let's go in. Just, okay. just rip the bandaid off. Okay, rip the bandaid off. Jeez. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I was kind of in the same boat um, because, like, I wanted to choose something that was like universally. Uh, agreed to as being like a masterpiece um, because I didn't want just one that I thought was a masterpiece. Okay. Yeah. You know? Um, so I chose uh, an obscure band um, that has a very dedicated cult following to them. Um, and it's one of those like everybody that listens to them. Stupid doggy. Uh, kind of unanimous, <laughs> kind of unanimously agrees that like these guys are, they're, they're like top notch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, so I was like, no Genesis for me. Boo. No, not, not this week, unfortunately. <laughs> um, although we might return with like, you know, selling England by the pound or Duke or something. Yeah. Um, no. So, um, Kurt Cobain has actually um, said that this was one of his um, go-to bands. Like this is kind of one of the bands that helps create Nirvana. Um, and um, Frank Zappa has gone on the record to say that these guys oh. are, <laughs> these guys are better than the Beatles. Okay. So like that's top notch. I know somebody else who said a band was better than the Beatles and it was the soundtrack to Across the Universe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, was that I'm, me? I'm, I'm sure you know who it was. Was that me or Alexi? No, I. it was uh, uh, Jessica said that. She said the soundtrack uh, to Across the Universe is better than the Beatles. I wouldn't. Mm, I mean, it was a good soundtrack, but. <laughs> Here's the thing. She, she, she was never like a fan of like, the, okay. you know how some people are like the Beatles are amazing. She's like, eh. So right, right. I think the visuals of the movie plus the soundtrack. <laughs> You need the visuals because if you just listen to the soundtrack, it's bonkers. It's there's there's one song, um, I saw her face that I will admit is better than the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I also <laughs> I also love what they do with the opening track of Girl because yeah. I don't really enjoy. Well, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Beatles version of Girl where it's a little too in the minor key and it just sounds off kilter. Whereas in Across the Universe, it actually makes sense. Anyway, we're off topic. We're way off topic. <laughs> we're off topic a little bit. Um, okay, so have you heard of the band called The Shags? No. <laughs> no? Okay. So there's actual a, a legend about The Shags. So much like uh, Fleetwood Mac and Rumors, um, there's like a legend about this album. Oh my. Yeah. So the father of the the three sisters of this band. Okay. Oh, it's a female band? It's a female-led band. There's only three members. Okay. Um, and so the father was uh, had a fortune told to him when he was a young adult. 
there was three fortunes and this is like well documented too this is starting to sound like something from game of thrones but continue. <laughs> <laughs> so he he had his fortune told and there was like three prophecies right uh the first was that he would meet a woman with strawberry blonde hair and the two would fall in love and get married great so far <laughs> the second was that together they would have three children all of whom were women Okay. And the third was that these three women would go on to create one of the most successful and recognizable bands of our generation or of their generation, because this was in the 70s. All I ever got when I got my like palm bread was like, you're very like emotionally stunted. <laughs> nice. <laughs> where, where, where's my like, oh, you'll be. <laughs> oh, you'll meet Mr. Darcy yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. Like, you'll, you'll get famous family members. I'm like, where is that? Mine's where like, is no, that? You, you don't like confrontation, but you're stubborn. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly you to a T. Oh boy. So, um, so yeah. Um, a few months later, he met a woman with strawberry blonde hair, fell in love, got married. Uh, the two of them had three daughters. I think they had a little bit more. I think they had some more kids, but they had three daughters, the first three. Uh, so immediately capitalizing on this momentum, he went out and bought a drum set, a couple guitars and a bass, gave them to the kids and they just ran with it. And he self-financed this album, uh, rented a studio, and uh, yeah. So he was like the Beyonce's dad before Beyonce's dad was a thing. Yeah, I guess you could kind of say he was like a pioneer <laughs> in that sense. Yeah, he was like a momager. He was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a dadager. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. No, not quite. Um, so yeah, they only really put out the one album because it was kind of like a one and done. So it's called The Philosophy of the World by the Shags. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, that's the whole story behind that. And I'm really excited for you to listen to it and get the whole the whole atmosphere of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool. So I will listen to Fleetwood Mac's rumors and mm-hmm. you will have some fun with, with the shakes. And with that, Stephanie and I go into our own music silos to enjoy each other's music. And I really hope you guys are enjoying this one. This was a really fun one for me to make. Uh, I pulled one over, Stephanie. And if you're if you're not initiated within the Shags yet, I'm not going to give anything away of the, the real brilliance that is the Shags. Uh, as I listen to Fleetwood Mac, really the first time I've sat down and listened to it. So I'm really excited for you to hear what I've got to say about that. And I'm just going to thank a few of my patrons. Uh, and first off, I really want to thank my newest patron of Stefan, and I believe that's how you pronounce his name. I asked him, how do I pronounce it? And he hasn't really gotten back to me because I'm really bad with pronunciations. But I want to thank Stefan for donating and supporting me, as well as Andreas Olsen, who's been a supporter of mine pretty much from the beginning. And I always love to shout out my long-term fans. So thank you so much, Andreas, and thank you so much, Stefan, for supporting me, uh, both just being there and commenting on my videos, as well as uh, financially. It really, really does mean a lot. It helps out kind of 
make a little bit more of these items here. If you want to be cool like Stefan and Andreas, I've left the link down below in the YouTube video at quid pro quo as well as all my videos on notes reviews uh just head on over to patreon slash notes reviews that's where you can find the patreon for this uh and that's gonna be about it i hope everybody's having a great day i hope everybody's enjoying the warmer ish weather i know right now it dipped below zero degrees uh but uh hopefully it'll get warm and we'll have spring sun's back out and uh we're really enjoying our time so Let's dive back into the podcast proper so you can really enjoy what Stephanie thought of the Shags, the first time she's heard about them, and what I thought about Fleetwood Mac, uh, their Rumors album, for the first time actually sitting down and listening to the whole thing. Let's dive back in. So, how was that masterpiece? It was an experience. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Okay. Okay. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I can I can understand why certain people mm-hmm. would consider this a classic. Okay. Or a masterpiece. I can I can it makes sense cuz I'm just like there's something about it that you just can't like not listen to or not look at to me it's kind of on par with so bad they're good movies right so it's like sharknado or battleship or the room or the room even going so far as to say rocky horror picture show which i best movie ever one of the best it's such a cult following yeah like, I think in high school, I showed somebody the movie and she was just like, I don't understand it. But that's what it is, right? If you either were not brought up listening to it or watching it, it's so jarring to yeah. like, I'm still talking about Rocky Horror, but it's so <laughs> jarring to watch it because you're like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. It, like, are, are they aliens? I don't know. That kind of whole premise of it's so bad it's good or going to people like you need to listen to this like that's kind of what this album seems like to me that like I'm never gonna like properly enjoy it but it's just like I can see the whole cult following of it of like people are like oh my god you need to listen to this album and then somebody's like oh my god this album is something and then they show somebody <laughs> else it it's just a constant of like you need to listen to this you need like and yeah. it the backstory helps because sure. otherwise it's just three sisters who can't play music with really <laughs> bad lyrics but the yeah. whole legend prophecy thing going on you're like oh that's oh. really cool let me like see and then like you're listening to the lyrics and it's just they're they're teenage girls there's stuff that they're they're the lyrics are shit that teenage girls would think of and then it's just they just happen to have somehow got a record out of it (laughs) because their dad basically basically paid for it right it's like but it's and you know how whenever you make me listen to prog and i'm always like it seems as if 
they don't know how to play together. I think this is peak. They have no idea what the <laughs> hell they do because it's like you listen to the drummer and she's off in her own world. Yeah. It's like she has no care what her other sisters are doing. And like every <laughs> once in a while, she'll be like, you know what? They're singing quieter now. I'm going to go quiet. Your ways lights to roam. My pal's name is Footfoot. I never find him home. I go to his house, knock at his door. People come out and say, Footfoot, don't live here no more. My pal, yeah. And then, like, and then the guitars. They're not. They almost seem to be striking at the same time, like they're speaking the words. So it's not like a flow of a melody. It's literally like with blang, each word, blang, it's blang, like, blang, and blang, I'm like, blang, blang, blang. yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> like if I didn't have a headache before we started this, which I did, it was a low minor headache, right. I would a hundred percent have it now, and I'm like, damn. Oh, that no. album made my minor headache actually a headache. Actually a headache. <laughs> so oh, I don't boy. know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to attribute to this album. <laughs> I will I will say I am very pleased that you like actually put thought into this and you actually because yeah. I was I, there was a <laughs> part of me you'd be like it's shit enough let's do oh yeah i was i was like there was a part of me that was like after the second song you would have turned it off and been like no it i'm did done help. it did help that i kind of went onto their wikipedia page as i was listening to it and like uh-huh. reading up on and then i ended up also reading up like because i if i had just sat here and listened to the lyrics i yeah. think i would have been like this is shit what am i doing <laughs> but because i ended up reading like thinking pieces on it Mm -hmm. i was like i can understand what these people are saying it would not be my first thought about it it's like you know an english class or whatever when you're like sitting there and the teacher's like what did you see in this thing and you're just like i don't know know." like like the one one thing that (laughs) i always go back the author wrote the wallpaper was blue and then the teacher like it was he was sad and he he was melancholy and blah blah and it's like the wallpaper was blue that's kind of what (laughs) that's kind of what i felt like listening to this if it was just me listening to this which i know that's kind of the whole purpose Mm -hmm. i would literally be like i no (laughs) just straight up no no. (laughs) but it does help that as I said I did go into the Wikipedia page and I did scroll a couple articles kind of talking about it and I read an interview with one of the sisters and I can like still never want to listen to that album again (laughs) unless somebody's like yeah on my own I would never want to listen to this album again Right. I mean, I feel like this is an album that, like, I think I understand why Frank Zappa says he enjoys it. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. like, you need to be high, I think, to to get the whole well, it's the it's whole thing. it's interesting. Like, it's interesting that that you mindset. Yeah, I was gonna say it's interesting that you say that because Frank Zappa was very. Uh, famous for not being under the influences of any drugs throughout his yeah well I, but at the same time it's a 70s it's a 70s but it's definitely mindset. a 70s mindset for sure like to me frank zappa 
as a normal person <laughs> is a high person. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like some yeah. people just have that energy. Like they have that and, energy about them. Me in high them. school and in my 20s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that, it's just that. So Frank Zappa, even though he was, he's not, or it's like surfer dude. Do you know how they're like slow and laid back and stuff like that? Yeah. It's the energy level. Frank Zappa has the same energy level <laughs> kind of as like high people. And that's okay. very much like a 70s mindset, which this album fits perfectly if it was a square peg this album is a square peg that fits fits. if you had found any other decade it would people would be like this is shit but it happened to work because people were experimenting in that time because they had just gotten out of like this this album was what released in like the early 70s right yeah yeah something like that so it was like peak experimental so yeah because it's like the 60s still had a lot of the um, like 50s motown vibe to it mm-hmm. and by the end of it everybody was like i feel like everybody was trying the psychedelic sound And then it just kind of like melded and molded into the 70s. So it was, it was a very heavy experimental time. And that album worked perfectly in that time frame. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it would have become such a cult following or as influential if it had been released in like the 80s or even in the 50s. It would have been like panned as like the worst thing ever in the 50s. And in the 80s, people would have been like, well, here's a weird-ass band. Let's go listen to rap. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's kind of my thoughts on that. Like, as okay. I said, I could understand people trouting this as like a, a masterpiece in and of itself in the, con- in the context uh, contents of where it was produced and the time frame. But... But it was still a shitty album. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day. At the end of the day, my final thoughts is <laughs> shitty album. Did, did, not, did not meet your approval. No, uh, no. It's oh, not God. my, it's not my type do you, of. Do you at least have like a favorite song on here or um, one that really stood out to the you? The only one, they, they blended in a lot. Like, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, but the only one that I felt like could have been something, yeah, if yeah. you like close your eyes and like take your glasses off, yeah. was um, it's Halloween. It yeah. almost worked. <laughs> it almost worked. <laughs> it almost worked. The ghost was spooked, the spook was scared. Why even Dracula would be there? It's time for games, it's time for fun, not for just fun, but for everyone. The jack-o'-lanterns are all lit up, all the dummies are made and stuff. By just looking, you will see, it's this time of year again, it's Halloween, it's Halloween. Just some parts, you're just like the drum. The drum. The drum, though. I don't know. Do, 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 yeah, do, 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 yeah do, do, but as do. I said, that song was the only one that I'm like, it is it? No. no. But it was like so close so to being close. a song that was something. Oh yeah. yeah. So those are my thoughts on that. <laughs> those are your thoughts on that. Well, as I said, I'm very glad that you actually brought 
thoughts to the table rather yeah. than just being like, what You're did welcome. you do? What <laughs> like was that this? instinct of hate. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was, I was kind of, um, I, I was aware that that was a possibility. Yeah. So, you, 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 you know me. <laughs> I know you, I know you bring the A game. Um, so the anger game, uh, so I got to listen to, uh, rumors, um, mm-hmm. and I will admit I was listening to it with a pretty big smile on my face. Cause I was just like, I get to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie is just having a great old time with the shags. Yeah. I gave you, I literally gave you like a five tier wedding cake with like, with like gold, <laughs> like whatever the hell, edible gold on it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You gave me like, here, I burnt you a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the stew that's left over from like yeah. all the different meals. Um, yeah. I will admit there's not as many like hits on here that I thought um, because I thought there would be more songs that I would recognize. Uh, Now that's not to say that I didn't recognize a whole lot. Like obviously I recognize dream and don't stop and go your own way and the chain, but a lot of these tracks. (laughs) Yeah. But like as, as, like, I know I'm coming to this with a little bit of an outsider's take, but like, I also grew up with 70s rock as like the be all end all of music. Um, yeah. So when I sat down to listen to other classic albums that were deemed as uh, masterpieces, like half of Led Zeppelin's albums or half of Super Tramp or whatnot, um, when I sat down to listen to it, I knew all the songs, but like one or two. Uh, and on here, I found I didn't know maybe about two th- two thirds, mm-hmm. um, but I really did. I I still really found myself enjoying the music, getting into it, uh, and I can see even though a lot of these tracks are very happy and yeah. like joyful, I can mm-hmm. see the underlining stress and underlining yeah. oh yeah eggs. like you yeah you listen to you listen to the majority of the songs and they're like upbeat happy and then you actually listen to the lyrics and you're just like oh you're oh, angry this yeah. is actually like <laughs> you weren't happy writing you this you were either. not happy in this this time you, you weren't in a good place you were and definitely find, not and then for some reason i find the two songs that were the slowest are almost the happier lyrics in a hmm. sense okay yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. songbird songbird was more of um it was like an internal optimism of like hoping for love kind of thing yeah i mean da- oh daddy that that's just that's my least favorite song it's creepy yeah but it's if you, a little weird but whatever if you listen to it it's very much like it's kind of you know like a girl asking kind of like for forgiveness mm-hmm. and wanting to be back together mm-hmm. like so those two seem to be the ones that have like the most sad sounding mm-hmm. but more optimistic lyrics versus some of the other ones Do 
Yeah, like I, I mean, found that's Yeah, like I found like the third track of Never Going Back Again is very happy, even though it's like musically very happy because it's like almost like a walking jovial minstrel guitar. But then when you listen to the lyrics, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, he's wow, okay. Oh yeah, he's pissed. <laughs> he is he's he's pissed. <laughs> but, yeah, because yeah. it's like um he's he's pissed because he's like all you want to do is shack up and like like yeah. and go yeah it's like you just want to use me for my body and <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty well, much i mean i that's one of my favorite songs on this album yeah well but i can understand that because it is yeah it's, so peppy and happy in terms of the music but in terms of the actual it's a good song lyrics yeah it's a good song to to yell like yes. you know like you know how there's some songs like you because you you can listen to like angry sounding songs and yell out to get your frustration and then yeah you like, like, Lim, to, like, like the 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 along. yeah the um an immortal classic of break stuff from uh Limp Bizkit. I thought you were gonna say Limp Bizkit. I heard the L and I'm like you said a little yeah go there is he going is he's he's going there he's but, going uh, the whole he's going for the whole biscuit. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like this is a good song that's like you can like sing out the words and give it your anger, but at the same time, like this is a good song to sing to. Right? Yeah, because that's where I was it's, saying, uh, even though it's jovial, you can see there's that underlying angst, and mm-hmm. where he's singing, yeah. there's that underlying. Urgh. Yep. Yeah, um, I will still admit that my favorite track off this album is still the chain. I still I could listen to that. Left, I right, feel and like I mean I I actually really like the chain. It just it feels like I know it's the first song on side B, is, which yeah. um like you basically okay. So I have my list written down, but like oh, yeah. songbird songbird ends side one, and it's yes. slow and mo- it's kind of it's, melancholy. It's, it's a it's good like, song to end a first half off. Yeah. And then you basically get to side two and you're like, okay, they can't go not up, but like they can't, how can they start a side with something as good as, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get to the chain, and you're like, damn, this is like a completely different yeah. where you thought they were gonna go. From what I understand, that is the one song on this album that they all have writing credit on. And ah. it's, like, it's, it's bits and pieces of old songs and demos that they kind of changed hmm. it together. Oh, so. very smart. Yeah, and I can I can feel that. Like, it does feel unlike a lot of these tracks, which do feel like islands. Um, yes. Like, they do feel like a world to themselves. Um the chain does feel more of a unanimous cry. Like it does feel like they're all coming together to do this track, not necessarily begrudgingly, yeah. but to do it for the art. Like, I don't know if it's me, but like you could almost tell which songs Stevie Nicks wrote, oh, which yeah. songs Lindsay Buckingham wrote and mm-hmm. which songs Christine, whatever her name yeah. is, wrote. Because they even, because they even like, have their own. A lot of Stevie Nicks are yeah. 
kind of like dreamy, flowy, kind of a, a sphere. What's the word? Not a spherial, but basically like out yeah. there kind of sounding. Yeah, I say and it way too often. I'm trying Lindsay to Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah. <laughs> That's the D&D in you. Um, but And then Lindsay Buckingham, his is more, his songs are more rock based. Mm-hmm. Like they're the heavier kind of soundings. And I, I mean, never going back again. That's kind of just him plucking at it. Yeah. But the majority of them feel heavier. And then Christine, I can't, I think her name is McVeigh McVeigh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, hers are more soft in a way or like hopeful so you can tell which songs seem to be from which writer but yeah, yeah the chain doesn't seem as if like if you didn't know it was like anything you'd just be like I have no idea who wrote this because it kind of doesn't sound like any of them but at the same time it sounds like all of them the last thing I will say about this album I, I did love it I s- loved my time <clears> in it <throat> yeah. I had a really good time. Um, I do like, even though, you know, there's a lot of angst on this album, there's a lot of heartbreak on this album. I still like how, Mm -hmm. even at the end of the day, how optimistic it is, Uh, especially for the song. I mean, one of the hits, which was uh, Don't Stop. It is so optimistic. It is. It is. Like, even after all this, they're like, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. You know, a a new day will happen. It's unlike a lot of those kind of 70s tracks, which had that keep trucking, look on the bright side, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was almost too sweet. It wasn't as genuine. Uh, I do feel like don't stop is quite genuine in their messaging of even though this is you know we've been through some stuff um let's hope that tomorrow brings a brighter sky about don't stop but it's not itself it's just it's so overplayed it is yeah that, like yeah your first time you hear it you're like this is an amazing song mm-hmm. the 20th or the 30th time you hear like on depends on what radio station you're listening to yep. if you still listen to a radio <laughs> if you still listen to the radio but, yeah yeah but it's like you're like yeah it's a good song but like get another one yeah <laughs> And I, I do feel like there's a lot of songs that are like that where they are legitimately great tracks, but yep. because they've been overplayed, you're like, mm-hmm. please, no. Yeah. Like, oh God, yeah. I'm thinking of like Bohemian Rhapsody and Stairway mm-hmm. to Heaven, yeah. but even more contemporary stuff. I'm contemporary in like they're 20 years old, uh, but like Smash Mouth's um, All Star. Yeah. And Bare Naked Ladies, um, I mean, One Week or If I Had a Million Dollars, where. Yep those are genuinely real bangers but because they've been played to death they're almost that is a hundred percent like the pro and con of radios mm-hmm. like it gets you like it gives you the opportunity of listening to either songs you've never heard before or songs that you enjoy that like are 
popular that are singles. But mm -hmm. at the same time, if you like work in an office, for example, mm -hmm. and you might not be in control of the radio station, you will hear the same song minimum four times. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like, okay. So in my other life, I work in retail, right? And mm -hmm. oh boy, even though we're on that no repeat work day, they will circle through those songs once a day, but then the yep. next day they play the exact same songs yep. almost in the yep. exact same order. Yep. So by the end of the week, you are like, please, dear Lord, just shoot me now. Yeah, which is, as I said, the 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 con of don't stop believe, not Jesus Christ, don't stop believing. <laughs> another, another, another track, another track. <laughs> which is amazing. A but great track. Oh yeah, yeah, whenever that song comes on, Oh, as long as I haven't been listening to like an oldies radio station, if that mm -hmm. song comes on, I'm like, yes, my, I love it. But my yeah, jam has come. It's my jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't stop Fleetwood Mac's dish. <laughs> <laughs> it that that is a that is a very much a con that because mm -hmm. it is it is like I don't know if it's, it's it was his number one best song, but it's one of the Pretty it's close. like a, the, it's probably let's just go with the fact that it's like the number one selling like single from this album yeah because well, if, it if is, i'm just going to uh yeah. look on spotify's listening uh dreams is number one yeah the chain is number two. Oh no this is number two yeah so go your own way is number two the okay. chain is number three unfortunately okay. yeah don't stop is not even that's weird. well not even on the spot maybe it's because it's already suffered from that overplayed <laughs> maybe you know? people are so sick and tired of i mean i understand why dreams right now is currently the most the, the most yeah because that's stupid tiktok i, oh, mean, I haven't I even just, i haven't even seen that tiktok oh yet. no it's basically just the guy have you have you at least seen like the guy on a skateboard with like cranberry juice oh now i remember like, it yep yep skating. the moment you said the cranberry yeah, juice like, i'm like that's the one okay yeah <laughs> The youth of today awesome. only know only know Fleetwood <laughs> Mac because of uh, my main man, which is great. Well, times that rumors was on the bill, like the top Billboard charts and the top ten or whatever. First, when it was released, mm -hmm. when the Glee episode came. Oh out, yeah, the cinematic masterpiece that was the Glee episode. <laughs> and the TikTok. Those yeah. are like they charted again because <laughs> because of that. that yeah. <laughs> oh boy yeah but glee is, is only yeah that's a whole nother topic yeah i mean we like i could i mean i've watched every single episode oh, of you and i show. both multiple times was it good after the third <laughs> second season mm, no i mean we went to the movie together to we watch sure did i love that thing man <laughs> But worth, is it worth the price of admission just for if Britney's you had song? To, if you had to like rate the whole show as a whole, it would be like a D minus. Like, yeah, yeah. Bad. The last four seasons you could have done without, but yeah. <laughs> it did bring rumors back into the charts in sure 2011. Did. Yeah, it sure did. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh man. That's like flashbacks right there. <laughs> <laughs> well this was oh a treat this was a joy and i'm glad my yes. little experiment worked um did, <laughs> did you did you catch on that this wasn't a masterpiece episode and was in fact uh another special type of episode is it april fools it, it is <laughs> 
Surprise! As I said, I can still understand why people do consider that horrible I, thing. I legitimately own that album. Do you actually own on it? On vinyl. I oh, do shit. indeed. Yeah, now I you found need to, it. Like, you need to like balance the universe by now going out and buying rumors. <laughs> I should. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I'll treat myself and pick up rumors. I'm it's pretty sure so... it'll be very easy to find. Yeah. So like I got I got a horrible pre-empted April Fool's Day joke. And what did you get? You got beauty. You got like grace. You got (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Uh well thank you once again for Yeah, it was good. You're welcome. It was it was a something, all right. <laughs> it was a something. And now you have this in your repertoire if people are like, oh, what should we listen to? You can you can burst this out and be like, guys, I have the album for you. No, we're gonna we're gonna stick to rumors. If let that me ever let happens. me tell you about the <laughs> the the oracle that was uh the show. I mean, okay, that part is just amazing. <laughs> like that whole backstory. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I mean, there should be more bands with like <laughs> backstories like that. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you don't want more like, you know, I feel like Stevie Nick should have had like a backstory like that. Like she yeah. was walking in the woods one day and some like fairy just came out and be like, you'll be a goddess. And like, <laughs> I mean, that tracks. <laughs> I mean, it's Stevie Nick. So, it like is. you look at her and you're like, she's definitely from like some mystical forest. Somewhere. Yeah, she's definitely from the Fey realm of some kind. <laughs> oh boy. So, oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Thanks for coming on and uh, enjoying some shags and mm, uh, rumors yeah. with me. Enjoying. That's a, that's that's a word. <laughs> um so thank you everybody for listening um i've learned that i should pump my social medias at the end of each episode you think yeah i know i haven't been doing that so i'm on in uh i'm not on instagram yet maybe i should get on that but i am on twitter uh at uh gonna say it properly so i don't i can edit this right Uh, i mean if you want it to be as good don't do it yeah just a stream of <laughs> our true nat- our true natural selves <laughs> that's right the unfiltered maybe i'll put this up on youtube as the unfiltered stuff um so this is uh follow me on twitter for prog quo um and i will attempt to make a uh instagram account instagram um, instagram and yeah i guess twitter is the only one um and uh yeah thanks everybody for listening and just keep sharing music yeah (laughs) bye